What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Crew Sports Pod. You can check us out on Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. I'm Michael Akeem, as always, joined here by Vito Patel. Lots going on in the world of college football, even though the season's over since the last time we spoke, Vito. Yeah, absolutely. The college football world is crazy with all these players transferring from their schools and all these commitments and decommitments to, you know, different schools. Yeah, we saw a couple big-name quarterbacks transfer, actually. First, Spencer Rattler. I mean, we knew he was going to be transferring, and he's now committed to South Carolina. That's interesting. I did not see that one coming. Yeah, exactly. After Lincoln Riley left to USC, uh, some thought he was going to go to USC, which he did, but just not Southern California. He went to South Carolina. But yeah, I don't know. The thing is, I was thinking, I was talking about this before. I think he, Spencer Rattler was kind of struggling in the Big 12 this year. And the SEC is just a different animal. And South Carolina also plays like Clemson every year as well. And Clemson, I don't, I know their offense sucks this year, but their defense is still pretty elite. And so that's going to be tough for Spencer. Oh, yeah. If he thought last year's schedule was difficult, wait till he sees what he's got mm-hmm. waiting for him at South Carolina. But on the flip side, great opportunities to prove himself. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. And, oh, shoot, even Brian Kelly's going to be in the SEC. I wonder if that makes South Carolina a little tougher, too. Other quarterback news, former five-star recruit Quinn Ewers transfers from Ohio State back to his home state of Texas. There's so many things about this one. Because uh, from what I heard is Quinn made a lot of money through like the NIL or whatever. And all he did was sit out the year. And now he's going to go back to Texas. Like some said he was going to be in Texas anyways. And so I don't know. He probably used Ohio State to help him make money at is what I've heard. I mean, he was a big name coming out of high school anyway. But yes, he's not really going to win the starting job with how good CJ Stroud was. I heard Quinn, his ranking, his rating was higher than even Trevor Lawrence's in high school. So he's he's about to be an absolute stud. And he's now going to play for Steve Sarkeesian. Like that's going to be insane. Oh, Texas has a good lineup too. Yeah. B. John Robinson's coming back. And who's the receiver? Uh, I think, is, is that Xavier Worthy guy? That, and he was also a freshman. But their quarterback was also young too. So I don't know if Quinn Ewers is probably going to have to earn that starting spot. But if he's as good as advertised, he'll probably get it. Yeah, so it'll be good good offense. Yeah. And then the biggest news out of college, we had the Heisman Award earlier in the week. And Bryce Young was a landslide. 684 first place votes. Total of like 2,300 points. Hutchinson was second, just under 1,000 points. And then Pickett third and C.J. Stroud fourth. This is Coach Saban's fourth. Heisman winner at Alabama, first quarterback. He's had two running backs, Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. He's had the receiver and Devontae Smith last year. And now his first quarterback, Bryce Young. That's awesome for Bryce, too. And he, 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 I mean, he played really well. Like that, that Georgia defense that I, was absolutely locks. He picked him apart. Though I do remember a lot of people were saying that Will Anderson from Alabama should at least, at least have been in that conversation. And honestly, he could probably be second place, given if Hutchinson was second place. Yeah, Will Anderson got fifth, actually. He was just behind C.J. Stroud. Oh, wow. 74 points behind Stroud. Wow. So again, two Alabama guys in the top five. Yeah, last year was Najee and Devonta. This year it's... And then Mac Jones was pretty close, too, last year. 
Oh, actually, uh, yeah, actually, they yeah, they probably had three to top fives. And Mac Jones is probably there too. Wow, Alabama. I mean, why am I surprised? I mean, they're the most absolutely dominant football program. But like, wow, insane though. That insane that this is the first quarterback they had too, because the Heisman's usually a quarterback award. I know that's. I think that was like what stood out the most to me that Saban's fourth Heisman player was a quarterback. And he honestly had an argument for having a defensive player before Bryce Young. Because, I mean, I don't know. Will Anderson's stats are just absolutely mind-blowing. I'm confused. He dropped so far down. It's just I bet uh, having Bryce Young on your team probably kind of dilutes his impact. Yeah, it's pretty hard for a defensive player to win it, too. Yeah. The only or the last defensive player to win it was Woodson. Yeah. And is he like the only one or? One of the only I don't ones. know if it's the only one, but it's the yeah. last one. So Yeah, well before I started watching football. And then we haven't talked about NBA in a while, but now as we speak, the Warriors are playing the Knicks, and Steph has just broke the all-time NBA three-pointers made record with 2,974 and counting. Wow, I'm so happy for Steph. He's so good. He's one of my favorite players to watch, and for the longest time, people already considered him the best three-point shooter in NBA history, but like the only stat he didn't really have was the most threes made, just because of I guess longevity. Because like Ray Allen was there for a while, but like now Steph beats breaks that too. Oh, and Steph is gonna just continue to add on to it. I don't know who's even gonna come close to it in like the active players right now. I don't think anyone touches it for a while. I to- I totally agree. No, yeah, and. He did that so quickly. He probably has a few more years left too. And I think the cool, neat thing about Steph's game is if he decides to play longer, he could definitely, like, because his shooting is so good, he could definitely play into like later 30s if he wanted to play NBA that long. Yeah, his record would become untouchable. Or, I mean, we think it's untouchable. Yeah, there's all those untouchable records. Like actually, for one, the, one of the things you were mentioning before, everyone thought Kareem's scoring record was never going to get passed, and LeBron's on pace to do it. Yeah, I mean, when Steph broke the record, the three-point record in Madison Square Garden, I mean, the place went pretty crazy. Even though he's the away team, but when LeBron breaks the all-time points record, oh, wherever that is, is going to be lit up. Imagine being in like Cleveland or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> That game, whenever he's like 10, 20 points away from that, the next game is going to be packed, whatever arena it's at. Oh, absolutely. Yep. All right. Now for some NFL talk. We haven't done an NFL ranking in a while just because we've had so much going on in college. So for this week's Rank It, we're ranking the top 10 defenses in the NFL. And some of the criteria we're going to be looking at, it's going to be like performances, for example, like strength of schedule or how you do against high-powered offenses, um, stats, you know, like points allowed per game, turnovers forced, yards per game. And then if we need a tiebreaker, we're going to go down to impact players, you know, like stat leaders or just like star players that can make a difference in game. And with that being said, do you have anywhere you want to start? I have uh, one that, kind of stands out a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think they have that much star power, though. But New England seems like they're the best, statistically. Especially as of late, because, I mean, right now, I think New England is the... They're number one in 
points per game, like points allowed per game. Based on the points allowed per game, they average give up fourteen and a half points per game, and they've only given up one eighty eight total, which is twenty four points fewer than the next closest. They're pretty good at keeping you out of the end zone. And another, they're number two in the NFL in interceptions. So they take the ball away. They keep you away. That's a pretty good red zone defense, too. Yeah. I was going to say they're also number three in yards per game allowed. So the big three stats I look at for this is like the number one in points allowed per game, number two in interceptions, and number three in yards allowed per game. Like that's all around like such a dominant defense then. How about this stat? They are number one in third down defense. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. They're definitely number one. <laughs> yeah. Especially because like, in the beginning of the year, I don't think they would have been ranked this high in anything. So for them to turn it around in the last, I think, seven or eight weeks, that means they're probably performing even better than, than what these stats are showing. No, absolutely. And yeah, they're definitely at... Uh an all-time peak, too, in the last few weeks. So, yeah, I'd say New England is a lock for number one. I'm not really sure where to go with number two. There's a couple that I could think of. Actually, one of those two I'm thinking about is actually the Bills. But another team, I think, surprisingly, too, because I didn't, I didn't believe they were, that they're good, but the Broncos looked really good. Uh, and both those teams are two, number two and three in points allowed per game. I was also thinking... Those two and another surprising defense, Carolina. Yeah, I I heard I, the, the Carolina. I don't understand why they're so good. Their pass defense, I think, is is number one. I mean, at least in yards and in points, they're eighth. But they don't force as many turnovers. That's true. No, they don't take the ball away. But I saw that they allowed one seventy seven passing yards a game, and that's like, I mean, that's in that in the NFL, that's really good. I mean, I'm pretty sure every quarterback throws like 200 yards. So to give only 177. But then again, just look at your Bills too. They're actually number two with 179 given up per game. Yeah, I mean, out of these three that we just talked about, I think Carolina is the third out of them. There's also Arizona, I think, is up here, like top five. Yeah, no, these are good. No, these are good to list because I feel like it's there's going to be one or two things that nitpick the difference, but I think it's good to get a little list going. So are we thinking between Bills... Broncos, maybe Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals are solid. But one thing I will say about the Cardinals uh, is that I think they also benefit from having a good offense. I think like the better offense you have the last time your defense is on the field. And you're not put in as bad of positions. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I, I don't take me wrong. I think the Cardinals defense is also really good too. I mean, they're overall just a really good team. All right, so let's nitpick between the ones we just listed. Yeah, okay, well, let's start with the Bills. The Bills have a good pass defense, right? Like second in yards. Yeah, really good. <laughs> I think they're first in overall yards, second in pass yards per game, and they're third in turnovers forced. But their run defense, especially as of late, has not been great. And another thing I'll say for the Bills is Trey White's injury is going to be huge. And you're going to see it have a bigger and bigger effect, I think, as the year goes on. Because poor kid that has stepped into his place, Jackson, <laughs> got picked on. The moment Trey White went down against the Saints, they started targeting Jackson. Patriots threw the ball three times, so they didn't really target anyone. But then last week against the Bucks, you saw Jackson started getting picked on again. 
No, that's tough. So you're you're basically are uh, you're saying is they're they're not as good as they were earlier in the season due to injury. I think one thing. I, I mean, I was definitely arguing for Bills number two because another thing is I saw that they lead the NFL in shutouts. They have two, which I mean, it's just hard to shut anyone out in the NFL. And but I mean, I guess I haven't. I didn't really consider the recent schedule as much. So I mean, at one point they definitely probably were the number one defense, and now I guess yeah, maybe number two isn't appropriate either. No, I would knock them down a couple just because of their run defense lets them down, and they're also twenty eighth in sacks. Wait, what? It's just their pass defense that's that's the best. Okay, also Buffalo. Like I, since I watched them, I know them the most, so I can critique them the most more than any other team. So this kind of this is getting kind of nitpicky, but. What I really noticed against Tampa is we're undersized. I mean, Tampa had a bunch of, you got Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk. They're all big receivers. All like, you got 6'3", 6'4", Gronk's like 6'5". We don't have anyone taller than 6 in our secondary. And our top corner was out. And even going down to the linebacker level, it just seems like the Bills are like small. They just get run over. That's why our run defense, I feel like, suffers. Dang, actually, I feel I see. I see what you're saying. It's it has a vulnerable weakness, and if the if the secondary isn't absolutely locked in with uh being fully healthy, yeah, I could definitely see it being a little weaker. And the thing is, the stats for rushing yards per game. I mean, we're still twelfth. Actually, and honestly, I do say I going back to the offense. I do want to say the Bills have a pretty good offense too. That helps. Defense look better. Yeah, with all those factors, I would say, even though some of their stats do show that they could be like as good as top two, I would definitely push them back. Then would we say that the Broncos might sneak in there just because like their offense sucks? Like absolutely is absolutely awful. I mean the Broncos are second in scoring. They also have a pretty good um pass defense. And I think they're more balanced, actually. I think their pass defense and rush defense are Around like tenth, at least in yards. Yeah, top ten. And they're second in points. I say they're they're kind of like they're bottom half in the league in turnovers. They don't force as many turnovers as I thought they did. But they are pretty good red zone defense. Their bend don't break. Yeah, yeah, they just don't give up points. Hmm. But then, to be honest, though, is that I wouldn't necessarily say that looks like that resume doesn't look too much better than the. Bills either then, if at all. Okay, let's look at the, I guess let's look at that next team. You said Arizona, right? That's Arizona or Carolina, yeah. Well, Arizona is behind the three we just mentioned in terms of points. They're the fourth. I'm definitely I'm definitely fine with keeping Arizona at the dead last one of that list. But I yeah, I think I want to look at Carolina a little more. Carolina's the best pass defense and they're um their run defense is a little better than the Bills. Again, they just don't force as many turnovers as Buffalo. And honestly, I want to say the ability to take take away the ball is very important for me. So, I mean, seeing these like lower level interception or uh, levels for like the Panthers and Broncos tells me that they don't really make big game changing plays. They just stop the other team from scoring. But the Broncos are. The best red zone defense. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's a prevent style defense. Prevent is definitely very important. Don't take me wrong, but uh, I just I don't know. It doesn't feel the same as like 
uh, aggressive defense that takes the ball away. Hmm. So what are you trying to go with then as number two? I'm actually still heavy on the Bills. I mean, just they're so dominant. They they for they force a lot of takeaways. They're really good at the pass defense, and overall, they the points show too. I mean, they're top three in that. I just don't think they're going to be as good as they have been moving forward. That's why I kind of want to say they're going to be like a three or four. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't really know too well of the impact of Trey White's injury, but I mean, uh, given the Patriots, I mean the Buccaneers' success last game, it probably is a big factor. So, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the Bill, uh, the Broncos at two. They do look really good, and they have the biggest handicap of all. Because I don't think their offense is good at all. Do we have the Broncos defense at number two? What I like about the Broncos is they seem to be pretty balanced. Like, in terms of yards, their pass defense is 10th, and rush is also 10th. No, and a balanced defense means, like, the offense really can't just pick them apart one way or another. So, for sure. Then, honestly, though, after that, do you think Bills would be the next one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Are we thinking Panthers next, or are we, do you think there's another notable one? Well, I like the Cardinals more than the Panthers. And I do think Cardinals have more star power, which is another the criteria, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, they're right there, number four points allowed. Actually, Cardinals had to play the Rams twice. They played the Packers. They have a tough schedule, yeah. I just realized they probably didn't just play the easiest teams either. So they play the 49ers twice, the Seahawks. Well, their whole division is pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that alone makes it yeah, tougher. And they played the Packers. The Browns, whatever you think of that. The Titans and the Vikings. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, they play some really good offenses. I'll take the Cardinals above the Panthers. In fact, dang, I mean, how good are the Cardinals really? I kind of want to no. bump them up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I kind of want to switch Arizona and Denver. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think, exactly. I think one of the big things about Arizona is their strength of schedule is so hard, and yet they're still pretty good. And we know they have a lot of studs. They have Isaiah Simmons, Byron Murphy, Buda Baker, Chandler Jones, and uh, the rookie, Zayvon Collins. Yeah, Arizona's pretty star-studded. You know, another team that's pretty star-studded that we haven't discussed yet is the Rams. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, they're, the thing is, though, they don't appear as high on a lot of these lists in defensive rankings. And obviously, I they also definitely have a hard schedule as well. Uh, they had to play the Cardinals offense twice as well. But the thing is, like, they still, I still don't think they've performed uh, as well as... As expected? As expected, exactly. Like having all those names, yeah. Like, don't take me wrong, they're definitely an elite defense. Uh, but I don't think they reach that top five mark they just have underperformed not that they're bad but they just underperformed in comparison to these other guys so are you thinking next we still got i think carolina's defense is pretty good the saints defense surprisingly for the first time in a long time the saints defense has been the stronger side of the ball yeah they're they're really good uh that week one performance against the packers was insane but i don't think they've I mean, they've been good, but they haven't been the same. But I guess ever since Jameis's in- injury, their offense hasn't been helping them either. Mm, so, what are we thinking next then? Gonna go Carolina. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The Panthers, 
Panthers seem to be the best next option. Yeah, best pass defense. Carolina, I feel like they're like a worse version of the Bills. They're the best pass defense, but their rush defense is worse than Buffalo's, I think. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's in the bottom 15 of the league uh, in rush defense. But, I mean, their pass offense is number one. And that means overall yards they're giving up is second still. So, I mean, that's still really good. And they're up there in points per game allowed. Carolina, I guess they adding Gilmore has really helped their defense. Gilly Lock, yeah. Yeah, especially in the secondary, yep. All right, so we got our top five, New England, Arizona, Buffalo, Denver, and Carolina. Nice, nice. But definitely the Rams is the next team I'm looking at. The Rams? I mean, they have stars literally everywhere on that defense. Yeah. I mean, they're top three in sacks, obviously, with a defensive line like that. Uh, They get a lot of picks, even though Jalen Ramsey just went down, so that might hurt. And they're top ten, I'd say, rush defense. I think the biggest disappointment has been their pass defense. Yeah, we thought they'd be more shut down. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, still, though, the, uh, they're up there in sacks, like you said. Uh, they're still top 10 in points allowed. And they're top 10 in interceptions. And they're they're tied for 12th for four fumbles. But they're just good at everything, but not great at anything outside of sacks. Which is like Aaron Donald. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. This is your Donald's eating. But, again, star power, though, is pretty important because when it comes time for big games and you need people to step up, that's where your stars come out. And I think that's what uh, the Rams' defense did last night against the Cardinals. Like, they came up big in big moments. All right, so we got four more. You know a defense that I'm actually unimpressed with? I think another defense that's underperformed a lot is Pittsburgh's. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the fact that we haven't even mentioned them yet—that's crazy. Because mm-hmm. no, they were—they were supposed to be so solid. I mean, they're second in sacks. They have like an average pass defense and a below-average run defense. But one of the worst teams at forcing turnovers, and they give up a lot of yards. Yeah, I was gonna say top six in most yards given up, and they give up quite a few points too. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm definitely surprised that Steelers aren't doing better than they are, because uh, I, I, yeah, I definitely expect a lot more from that, from that defense that was absolutely locked down last year. I mean, them and Washington, I think, are like the two that like I thought would be a lot Big better. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. If you were to add one more, I thought I thought Green Bay's defense would be doing better than they are too right now, but surprisingly, their offense has picked it up like a lot. I don't know if that's surprisingly, but... Okay, yeah, true. I don't know. I felt like last year Aaron Rodgers took like a step back, and then this year he's he's a bad man again. I, I mean, he didn't really take a step back. What am I saying? They were they were really good last year, too, like 13-3 and made the NFC Championship game. How about the Cowboys? Dang. Trayvon Diggs. And Micah Parsons. And Parsons, oh my god, yeah. They have two defensive player of the year candidates on the same defense. That's so true. When you talk about star power, that's like the name of the game for the Cowboys right there. Yeah, second in turnovers. Yeah, leads the NFL in interceptions, thanks to Diggs probably. <laughs> yeah, they got 20 picks as a team, 27 forced turnovers. First in interceptions, 
second in turnovers behind only the Colts. Yeah, thanks huge part to uh, Diggs and the interceptions. And then Parsons, yeah, that he had a forced fumble at least last week that got returned for a touchdown. Oh, facts. Yeah, Parsons was there too. And yeah, Michael, Michael Parsons has so many sacks as a rookie. Yeah, and Diggs, Diggs is young, right? Isn't this like Diggs' second or third year? That's mm-hmm. a young, star studded defense. I mean, and honestly, their offense is fairly decently young too. And I think. I know a lot of people clown the Cowboys, but they could be the team of the future. I mean, I feel like we always say next year's their year, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we we're talking about defenses that we think have been underachieving. I think the Dallas Cowboys have been probably the most overachieving defense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I'm definitely down. I'm definitely down to put them next. Uh, because they they have been doing good in lots of statistical categories, but most importantly. They they have two stars, like absolute studs that are in the defensive player of the year category. I I like their defense actually, surprisingly. A lockdown corner and a, Michael Parsons is a do it all linebacker, but mostly a pass rusher. Actually, not even just the thing is he's not even just mostly a pass rusher because he still does everything else. He's not like a Cleo Mack. How about next? A defense that's turned it around, I think. Kansas City. No way. Are they really that good? I mean, compared to how they started the year, they've actually been what's helped their team win recently. Wow. Kansas City's really turned around in the last, I'd say, maybe five or six weeks. Huge part of why they're on like a five-game win streak now. Definitely because they got the defense turned around. Yeah. No, I see that. Wow. Wow. But if we're including the season as a whole, I think the first, what, like, seven weeks this season definitely has to take a huge knock on that defense because they were horrible to start. Absolutely. I was going to say, I think they were one of the worst defenses to start the season, like just mm-hmm. giving up points left and right. We thought they couldn't stop anybody for a little bit. Wow, that's true. Uh, five straight weeks, the most points they gave up was 14, which is still not a lot. Mm-mm. That would put you at first. Yeah, exactly. So, And these are good offenses too with the – What's it called? Uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing, but still giving up only seven points is tough. They only give up nine points to the Cowboys and Raiders, which I think have pretty solid deep offenses too. I think Kansas City, as of late, has been hot and on the defensive side. Yeah, I totally agree. Put them at eight. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I mean, who else are we are we considering right now? Tampa's got one of the best run defenses. Yeah. No, they definitely do. And their top five in turnovers. And star power, too, if going back to that. Oh, yeah. There's star power everywhere. But Tampa's pass defense is pretty not good. Yeah, I mean, their rush defense is absolutely dominant uh, in the top three. And actually, you know, that kind of makes a little sense, though, uh, why they're giving up so many yards. Because I'm sure the way Tom Brady's scoring, other teams will throw the ball to catch up a lot. But in reality, like, It'll just increase the yards, but as long as it's not taking a huge toll on the points. That's also probably why their rush defense is so good. Can't afford to run against them, yeah. That's true. There's not time to run. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think the yards and points are kind of inflated in the wrong way. But, like, if needed to be a low-score game, they could probably help and do really well. That's because they got stars everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. But... Are they uh, necessarily better than the Chiefs that have been killing it as of late? Like, I, d- I definitely agree that we should probably put 
Tampa Bay, but are they better than the Chiefs? Well, that's what I was saying. If you want to look at the season as a whole, the first seven weeks, or the first half of the season has to be a knock for Kansas City. Yeah. Which is how bad they were. Actually, yeah, and that's fair. I feel like they're climbing the ranks as of late. And to be honest, though, because of that, I feel like as yeah. of late, they could probably make an argument for you in a top five defense. I don't know, but because of their early season performance. Yeah, that's why they're only at eight. What if we put now? Yeah, but should we put them at nine, though, is the question, though. No, I'll say I'll give it to them. I'll give it to them at eight. Yeah. Because they're actually, yeah, because if we're talking about form, they actually are probably top five. Yeah, and no, no, looking at the Buccaneers, they there hasn't been a dominant stretch. Yeah, eight, nine is good there. And then 10 is going to be. I'm thinking New Orleans. Perfect. Actually, yeah, no. Because I, I forgot about that. You know, I wanted to add them before. The big thing about New Orleans is that first week of the season against the Packers, their defense destroyed Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know if that was because their defense was so dominant or that Rodgers was just rusty. Yeah, the Packers did not look the same since that week. But I wouldn't knock the Saints defense too much. I mean, they're definitely in the top half in rushing and passing defense. Their run defense is a little better than their pass defense. Uh, but I'll say one interesting stat for them is red zone touchdown percentages. So once a team gets in the red zone, how often they convert into touchdown. Saints are first, 43.6%. There's only six teams that give up 50% or less. Wait, wow. Though there's a team that like I feel like we didn't see, or at least I didn't see before, that might make a sneaky case in here. The, I was going to say the Browns are top. 10 in both rush and pass defense. But points-wise, for some reason, they're giving up a lot. They're not in the top 16 in points allowed. The Browns seem to have a good defense overall, talent-wise. Yeah, six in sacks, fourth in yards. Yeah, wow. Hmm, that's interesting, man. We're between, what, New Orleans, Cleveland. You know, Miami's defense is actually not bad. Yeah, no, they're pretty solid. Pittsburgh is kind of close to the top. I say Pittsburgh is more top fifteen than top ten, maybe. Yeah, actually, there is one thing I want to say about Browns. I think Browns have played some pretty good offenses. They played the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Cardinals, the Patriots, and the Ravens twice. Yeah, their division is also not the easiest. A lot of I think every team in that division is a playoff contender at least. Oh, and yeah, and the Bengals offense and the Chargers offense. They yeah, they played some pretty good offenses, and yet their numbers look still pretty solid. So I want to give give the Browns that benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean they're tenth. I say they're tenth in passing, and at least probably top fifteen in rushing. Yeah, and up there in sacks. They're sixth in sacks. Yeah, and just fourth in yards overall. So they're a pretty solid defense. And yeah, given all those strong offenses they played. I want to say that's that's really good. So you say we're between probably New Orleans and Cleveland? Yeah, between those two. No, New Orleans had a... Actually, New Orleans has played some really hard offenses too. I would actually I mean, make an argument they've played tougher offenses. I mean, they got to play Tampa twice. Yeah, and they played the Cowboys and the Bills and the Packers and the Seahawks who have a sneaky good offense. And actually, there is one thing I do give the New Orleans uh, Saints is... They're, as of late, their offense has just been bad, and bad offense means, you know... It's tougher for the defense. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get to say it's 
after looking at all that. And the thing is, the Saints, their defense is what carries their team now. Yeah. It's Cleveland, I would still consider them an offensive team. They do have stars on defense, but they, there's so many more stars on the offensive end, I feel like. But New Orleans, which is complete opposite of what, probably like even as little as five years ago, they're definitely a defensive team now. Yeah. All right, let's go through this one more time. We got New England at number one, Arizona at number two, Buffalo at three, Denver at four, Carolina at five. And we got the LA Rams at six, Dallas at seven, Kansas City at eight, Tampa at nine, and New Orleans at 10. Wow. What I found really interesting about this list is that some of these teams used to just be known for their offense, like especially Kansas City, Dallas, and uh, New England. But, you know, some tables have turned. Actually, no, New England's always been balanced. Yeah, because just because Bill Belichick only cares about his defense. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I would say I'm surprised Green Bay didn't make the list. I'm surprised Baltimore didn't make the list, actually. Although maybe a little less surprised because their defense has so many injuries. I'm surprised Pittsburgh didn't make the list. I'm surprised Washington didn't make the list. Yeah. Maybe even Seattle. Although they're not the defense they used to be. Then surprises, Carolina and Denver, probably the two biggest surprises. Yeah, exactly. Where, where did they come from? <laughs> and maybe even Dallas. Hell, even the Chiefs <laughs> started the year. Oh, yeah. This is the Chiefs after the first oh, seven weeks-ish. Yeah. They, they were nowhere near the list. They were actually in the bottom ten list. They were the bottom three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a good case for one. <laughs> oh, yeah. At some games, especially when who just picked them apart? Like Washington picked them apart. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like this list. This is definitely good. Not what I expected, but interesting. All right. Let's go into the pickup then. We had good weeks last week. Finally, bounce back weeks. I think I missed two Bills game, of course, and then you missed three. So close, but. Dang, it really went down to Monday night. And honestly, yeah. I was saying I thought the Rams were going to win, but I wanted the Cardinals to win. And and I thought the Cardinals were going to win, but wanted the Rams to win. Dang. <laughs> well, just my luck. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just thought the Rams would get that revenge. But I wanted the Cardinals to get that sweep. Because mm-hmm. I guess back early in the season, when I said the rule of two, you don't really lose two games in a row. I mean, I guess now that the season's progressed, teams do start losing two games in a row, but you don't want to lose two rivalry games for sure. I'm going to modify that rule. <laughs> uh, you know what else is crazy about this season so far? Heading into week 15, no one has secured a playoff spot. What? Wow, I didn't even realize that. Both divisions are real close. And the number one seed, the week one bye in the playoffs, is definitely not getting clinched until the last week of the season. Well, that's much more interesting. Oh, yeah. It's good for us as exactly. spectators. Facts. Oh, and are we entering the stretch of the season where they have Saturday games again? Yeah, we are. This is actually going to be the first Saturday week game. Would you consider those prime time since they're the only game on at that time? Yeah, I, I would at least. All right. Then this week we got Thursday night, two Saturdays, Sunday night, and Monday night. So we got five prime time games. All right. Let's get into it. Thursday night, Kansas City at the Chargers. Now, I remember the first time these teams played, I picked Kansas City. And then it was like, if they want, I'm picking the Chargers next time. But they didn't win that first time. I don't think this series ends in a sweep, so I went Kansas City. 
Exactly. Rule of two and rivalries. I agree. Kansas City. Yeah. All right. Now our Saturday games, now that college football is over, we start off with Vegas at Cleveland. And I'm going bounce back game for Vegas after they got whooped by the Chiefs. They got whooped by the Chiefs, so I think Cleveland doesn't whoop them, but beats them. Then our Saturday night game, we got New England at Indy. I don't know. New New England's on a seven-game win streak. I think it's just got to come to an end at some point. I'm going with Indy. Same, exactly. I think it has come to end primetime in Indianapolis. And Indianapolis, Indy's been looking pretty decent, better than they did at the beginning of the season as well. Yeah, I go with Colts. Yep. Heading into Sunday, we'll start off with Carolina at Buffalo. No explanation needed for me. I'm going Bills. Yeah, I go Bills. I think they lost a tough one last week, but they come back. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Jets at Miami. Miami's actually still on a five-game win streak, I believe. I like to. Uh, that's the sneakiest win streak there is in the NFL because I didn't even realize they're doing so well. Next, we got Washington at Philadelphia. And for this one, I'm assuming Washington's the favorite, but I'm going with the upset then, Philly. I'm going to go with Washington. I just, I've just i just never been high on Philly this year, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, but before, last week they won, but the week before they lost. But leading up to that loss, they were looking good. Their their run game is starting to get going. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Arizona at Detroit Cardinals. That's one of the four yeah. teams we don't pick for. <laughs> exactly. Dallas at the Giants. I think the Giants got too many injuries, too many things going on right now. And Dallas needs to start stacking wins to improve their seed. So going to Cowboys. I agree. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. I think it's another upset. I'm going with the Steelers on this one. Wow. Exactly. I thought it was going to be upset too, but you seem to be picking the same upsets. This and the Colts. Well, we're either both right or both horribly wrong. <laughs> oh, I think this next one's interesting. Houston at Jacksonville. Two teams we don't pick against, but we got to pick one of them. Exactly. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going Houston. Yeah, I'm going to go with the home team because I don't like either of them. I mean, not like I hate them. I just don't think they're good. But I'll go with the home team. Maybe that makes a difference. Someone's got to win, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they don't. They'll tie. <laughs> and then into that Sunday afternoon slate, we start off with Atlanta at San Francisco. San Francisco's been pretty good as of late. Yeah, for sure. I, I take them as well. Next, we got Cincinnati at Denver. I just like Cincinnati's offense too much. I love the Burrow chase connection and exactly i, I mean i think Cincinnati's a good team uh and so is denver but i i just like the offense more than i like denver's defense even though they're both really good yeah interesting to see how denver defense that we just ranked at four <laughs> exactly just because of their past defense will hold up against cincinnati who is definitely the strength of their team is their past offense that's fair honestly this might not be the best game for the Bengals, but i don't know i just like joe too much to pick against him but yeah, and it's not a good matchup for you at all. You know what, bro? In honor of our defensive ranking list, I'm switching this pick. I'm going to go Denver. <laughs> Just because of how much we talked up their past defense. Yeah. And now this is backing up our list. Okay, fair, fair. Make the list talk. I, I respect that. I hope I hope I win this week, and maybe this would be the only one I get wrong. But I'm still going to go with Cincy. All right, next we got Green Bay at Baltimore. 
I don't know the status of Lamar, but Green Bay is just too hot right now. Yeah. There, there's a three-way tie now at the top of the NFC for the one seed, and I know Green Bay is going to want it. And holy, like Aaron Rodgers in the offense is looking so good. Like, even if Lamar was there, I think Aaron Rodgers got to score them. Next, we got a NFC West battle, Seattle at the Rams. You know, the Rams, even though they're 9-4, and four, they're one game out of the one seed. And in a divisional game, this is big for them. After a good win we saw on Monday night, I'm rolling with the Rams. Yeah, no, I agree. And and at home, and they look good again. Got to go with the Rams. And then Sunday night football is going to be New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Another team, 10-3, and three, tied for first in the NFC. I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. They're so good. And they're also pretty hot. Who's going to stop the Bucks? I don't know. But it's not going to be the Saints. Yeah, I don't think New Orleans' offense is going to do much against this Bucks defense. I think, didn't the Saints win the first match between these two? They did. <laughs> but that was back when they had famous Jameis. Now they're stuck with Hill or Trevor Simeon or someone. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. They're going to lose the Carlos. Mm-hmm. And then going to Monday night, Minnesota at Chicago. Another primetime game for the Bears back-to-back weeks. That's insane. I don't know why they keep doing that to us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this will but... be a close one, I think. I think so, too. I think the Bears play the Vikings really good. And actually, out of all of the, our divisional rivals, I feel like the Vikings is a team that we're really good at beating. Like, even the... What about the Lions? Okay, I guess everyone beats the Lions. Okay, I guess it's only the Vikings and Lions. Everyone beats the Lions, so I guess we beat them, too. No, but... Yeah, we do. Like, we beat the Vikings sometimes when we're the worst team. This time, I don't see it being much different. Plus, primetime in Chicago. And the Bears proved that they could hang kind of with the Packers. So give me the Bears. Yeah, I liked how Justin Fields started looking last week, even though they did ultimately end up losing. But, I mean, that's a pretty good Packers team. But the Vikings, I don't know. The Vikings one week look like a top 10 team, one week look like a bottom 10 team. So it'll be interesting to see which Vikings we see. I'm going Minnesota. Maybe this week it comes down to Monday night too. Exactly. I was going to say, another Monday night difference. This is like the third week in a row. Yeah. We'll see how we do this week. Wow. Heading into week 15 with not one team clinching a playoff spot left. So it's a tight race. It's going to go all the way down to week 18 now. No, this is going to be this is gonna be a good NFL season to end. And I'm excited to uh, see some Saturday games because I was wondering what I was going to do on Saturdays about college football. But now we get some NFL action. Yeah, now we got four days of the week with NFL football. The more, the merrier. But I think that wraps up this week's pod. Thank you for making it to the end. And you can check us out on Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. We'll be back in two weeks to preview the New Year's Six college bowl games, including the two semifinal playoff games. In the meantime, enjoy your Christmas next week. Happy holidays. And we will see you guys back in two weeks.